Perfect Balance Healthcare presents Lick, Stick, and More with your host, Dr. Nandita Kudi. Join me to explore the minds of thought leaders as they share golden nuggets on the impact of faith integration in practice, professional development tips, and innovative solutions to bring you beyond ordinary healthcare. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode with me, your host, Dr. Nandita Kuti. Today, I have with me a friend and a true disruptive innovator in our industry, Dr. Allie Butler. She is a mom of three, three and a half, one on the way. No, <laughs> no, yet. no, 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 I don't have one on the way. My, my no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I tap, I tap, I'm done. <laughs> three. She's a mother of three and an amazing pharmacist who's always driving for positive change in our profession. Ali, thank you so much for joining me for a conversation about all things diabetes and what we can do as pharmacists to really help to drive change in this chronic disease state in America and elsewhere. I'm not too sure what school Ali went to. I'm just I'm just like, not sure. Maybe it was Ohio State. Yes, I am. I am a Buckeye. I did my undergrad there, but um, that is not where I went to pharmacy school. I actually did undergrad in um, my degree was in atmospheric science. I was a meteorologist first. Oh, that is too cool. Yeah. There's got to be a way to melt meteorology and pharmacy. Uh, Yeah, perhaps you like predict the weather and what people's moods are going to be so you can... You can give meaningful insights to indies as to what days they can expect higher volume based on the weather patterns in their area. I, that might be a niche. You might be onto something there. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing, but I'm serious. That sounds pretty cool. So tell me, okay, so let me just back it up for a second for our viewers and listeners. They're like, how did you even find this, this uh, unicorn over here? We met through networking. And I cannot emphasize more the importance of networking when it comes to really expanding upon what you're trying to do and learn and leaning on others to grow with you. And Ali has definitely been that support person for me over the past year and a half that we've been collaborating to figure things out, (laughs) explore the marketplace and not get caught into traps. Pharmacists are trapping pharmacists. By the way, if you're not aware... There are some traps and I'm getting frustrated because pharmacists are ripping other pharmacists off. And I just got to tell you, Ali's not one of those pharmacists. So (laughs) well, thanks. I'm just so grateful to come across (laughs) a genuine soul without, you know, negative intentions, but you know, we truly do help each other on the daily, whether it be things about motherhood or (laughs) things of pharmacy related, we really do bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, go to each other for counsel when it comes to figuring out navigating our landscapes. And so how did you get started with building your own brand and shifting into a space where you feel like you could grow clinically and have a better impact on our communities? Sure. So I think probably my, the beginning of my story um, in pharmacy is similar to many others in kind of that dissatisfaction with the impact that you can make on a daily basis. Uh, And more specifically, mine was related to like that diabetes care. I, 
I know everyone can relate to someone showing up to that counseling window with their meter in hand and having no idea how to use it. Their cart is full of foods that probably are not going to aid in like a management, a lifestyle management routine, and they don't know how to use their insulin. You can imagine the concern that comes across when you're thinking about how this person is going to basically face this obstacle of this condition that's lifelong. And I think part of the issue, a lot of it has to do with access, sort of related to access is that these programs are very difficult to put together and not many people want to do it because the process of getting accredited and actually getting payment for it is very intense and it takes a very long time. It's like years to actually get your program to the point where you can be accredited and paid by CMS. So um, that has kind of led us to this issue where there are these huge gaps in the diabetes support specifically. And as I was kind of going through this uh, professionally, I also ended up having a personal experience with diabetes in my last pregnancy with my twins. I got a gestational diabetes diagnosis and I was able to kind of see firsthand what the education actually looks like. Um, And it's very fast paced with the information that I feel we have. It was still somewhat overwhelming to kind of get all that data thrown at you, get all these management tips thrown at you. And I feel like someone who has no background in healthcare or no background in chronic disease management would walk out of that completely overwhelmed and just not feeling very confident in their ability to manage. So that's kind of what spread into this idea. Like we need to fill these gaps. What, what can we do to make changes that can impact the way that we provide these services to patients that really need it. So that's kind of what triggered me to pivot into this. We met at the same time when we had both just experienced gestational diabetes, and I was also building out a program for remote management of patients struggling with diabetes in collaboration with physicians. And we were both looking at remote patient monitoring as a solution that we can use to basically build a foundation for our practice on. We were kind of exploring different solutions in the marketplace and getting familiar with, you know, who's who and what's what. Uh, My practitioner gave me a paper chart and it was from the front desk girl, like just handed it to me and said, hey, just fill this out and fax it back to me every two weeks. Zero accountability. And there was a piece of paper that had some suggested foods you know, but there weren't any real like true like portions listed or recommendations of, you know, um, what to pair with what or some maybe ideas of recipes or what to do. I was completely lost. Yeah, it's a healthcare practitioner. And so I can only I could only imagine what people like my mom were going through trying to figure this out. And I started feeling a little bit of guilt as a daughter and saying, hey, I gotta do something about this. And, And there's a solution to this. And we can find it and be that missing link. Uh, for physicians to support them in the thereafter after these patients leave their their office. And that was that was really cool to connect with you on that piece and for us to start building something um, together and kind of exploring together. And so I just wanted our our listeners and our viewers who are watching to to not feel like they're alone. And I feel like in our profession, we're afraid to lean on others uh, for support because we're afraid of being robbed of our ideas or we're afraid of creating competition for ourselves and all of these fears that aren't really true in a marketplace that needs us so much, you know? And so just be encouraged by the relationship that Ali and I have 
to really reach out to others who have who share your ideas and who who share your your vision for solving problems that you find in the workplace and um and and lean into that call. What makes Diabetes Battle Buddy unique? I actually was in the military for a bit of time prior to my pharmacy um, endeavor. That's where I practiced my meteorology. So I've kind of got this special spot in my heart for anything military or veteran related. So when we're talking about a battle buddy, that's kind of where the name was developed. So a battle buddy is essentially someone that you go into battle with, you train with them. um, You don't leave them behind. It's a support system, right? So I was basically trying to take that concept and bring it into the healthcare realm, because especially in a diagnosis like diabetes, a support system is vital to being successful. And it's not just necessarily support from your healthcare team, but it's also support from your family, support from other people who maybe have the condition. So part of this program is to try to tie all of that together and to create a community of people that have similar interests that maybe also have this diagnosis or have family members with this diagnosis that want to help. It's basically this community that we're building to connect others with like interests to be that kind of accountability partner, to be that battle buddy. Um, So that's kind of where the name came from. And that's, I think, probably one of the things that sets it apart from a traditional diabetes self-management program. Um, But in addition to that, we're also trying to address some of those issues that I talked about with access. Uh, It's while we have that traditional approach of uh, sit down or via Zoom management where we'll talk with people one-on-one or maybe in a group setting um, to go over those types of topics that you need to when you're diagnosed with diabetes. I, however, also recognize that maybe not everyone learns in that format Mm -hmm. and developed courses that people can take. So it makes it much more um, individualized because of that, giving them that coursework ahead of time that they can do in the comfort of their own home. People ask me, what does lick, sick, and more mean? And they're, I feel like I'm dating myself because not many people even have heard of the term or profession. But uh, uh, that's probably true. Do you know what it means? Have you heard of it? Um, no, I don't think that I know the reference. Okay, so basically back in the day, pharmacists used to have to lick the labels for them to yeah. stick to the to the bottles and the vials. So like lick, stick it. And then it used to be poor. That's like the term of what the oh, traditional lick, role. Lick pour. Now that you say it, yeah. Makes okay. sense, right? For some reason that didn't click with me before. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to attribute that to the mom brain. Like I don't make connections as quickly as I used to. I'm like, I'm like almost regretting my title because the current generation has never heard of this term. At least like when you, when you hear lick, stick and pour, like, oh yeah, I remember that. But um, it's not a term that's commonly used anymore because now finally pharmacists are doing more and we're coming out from behind the counter and doing, doing way more with the skills that we have. So that's basically what I encourage is um, for us to step beyond the traditional role of pharmacy of just lick, stick and pour and to do more. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the concept is great. I think that this, like, be, you need to highlight that beyond this podcast. <laughs> I really get it. I'm going to have to think about how I'm going to do that. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, of course. What branch were you in the military? Air Force. My favorite. (laughs) 
my dad is an avionics. And so I, I just have always had a special place in my heart for the Air Force. So I, it's cool to see you bring those leadership ideals into practice too and, and integrate those in. I'm sure that patients can benefit from that. So some of the courses that you're offering include, I know you mentioned gestational diabetes. What are you doing now and what's next? So um, yes, the gestational diabetes is like a quick start course where someone who gets a new diagnosis can hurry up and get all that information that they need right away. Because what, what do we do when we find out we may have a diagnosis? We, we go crying. online, we go online and start searching for, <laughs> we play Dr. Google, right? We play right. Dr. Google. Well, uh, basically the course is to give people reliable evidence-based data that they can use and be confident that it's the correct information. So that's that gestational diabetes course that's already out. And then I'm taking that same concept and applying it to type two. And that one, I'm, my goal is to have that release in November. One of the things Allie and I connected on early on was she sent me a link to a petition. And we had a conversation too about the importance of wearing our white coat. You know, when, when Allie and I are collaborating with someone, I refer to her as Dr. Butler. It's important that we wear our coat, we wear our title, because if we expect people to, our, to respect us, we have to respect ourselves first. And that comes with how we present ourselves in the community. So kudos to you for doing that because I know she stood up and she <laughs> said something um, to her corporate leaders to inspire change with regard to how pharmacists were being presented by that company. And, and that was huge for me to see her um, having that impact and, and for our ideas to be shared publicly um, in that manner. So that was cool. Uh, but. I think it's awesome that you're empowering other pharmacists to do this, but also considering how we can do it in a way that is sustainable and not just looking at the cash-based avenue, but also considering how we can find ways to make it accessible for patients with regard to reimbursement. And that's a dirty word in our profession, billing. It's yes. weird because it's not something that was taught, you know, and that's where people like Ali and I can step in to help empower pharmacists who are looking to build out their own practice, figure out how to make it sustainable. Kudos to you for looking at that and, and considering new onset conditions and preventative care and, and real solutions to the crises that we're facing in this country. And for those who haven't checked her out yet, please go and look because there is an amazing recipe for a salad that's a fruit salad, but there's like a secret ingredient. And if you click into <laughs> it, it shows you that it's mint. Spoiler alert, mint. And I love mint. And I was looking at this lady, this looks so good and refreshing. What great advice, you know, to be able to, uh, to provide recipes and solutions and helping shift the mindset about um, what the real causes are for diabetes and how we can manage patients beyond just looking at the glucose reading. Um, right. So kudos to you for that. And so share with us what, if you could pick one resource to share with our new onset consultants that you felt like was really instrumental in being able to build this thing out and move from it being just an idea to this is a full-blown program that's working and I have clients, you know, like what resource do you feel like really helped to shift that needle for you? My most valuable resource has been my network. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. because it is very scary to go into an endeavor like this, to do something that you've never done before. Like diving into something like that is completely foreign and you really need to have cheerleaders with you to support some of the decisions that you're making and encourage you to kind of stay on track and keep with it. So for me, by far, 
the handful of people that I have met through this um, endeavor, mm-hmm. including you, for sure, that's that's my biggest resource. You're too sweet. I love it. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. But it's the truth. And I would argue that my network lead is God, you know, without his faith and his guidance, yeah. um, you know, and those divine appointments that he's arranged with people like yourself for me to be able to move forward with this, it would not be possible. And so, yeah. And without those relationships, a lot of what we do wouldn't be possible. And it's all built upon creating a community and, and building your tribe of people to help support you and that you support them, you know, and it's just, a hand in hand opportunity to be able to give with an open hand and not really expect to receive anything in return, but it's just coming back tenfold, just out of genuine love and appreciation for each other and uplifting each other. So that is, I believe the most underutilized resource that we have is being networking divas, <laughs> <laughs> if you will, and having, and being aware, you know, yeah. um, being well, and I think, landscape and, and through networking is how you really get, get, get that awareness. Well, and integrity with networking. I think that's something that I should probably caveat because some people are networking for the wrong reasons. And I mean, it's difficult, like you said before, to sort through who has good intentions and who doesn't. But once yep. you find those people and they do exist, they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just... Um, latch on, I guess. (laughs) That's so true. I have people that literally contact me saying, Hey, I have a network of X number of people. And I'm just like, congratulations. (laughs) That's the quality there, you know, like, and, and who's counting, you know, if you're really make out there making a difference, you're not looking at your competition, you're not looking at how many comments or likes you're getting, but you're really publishing genuine content that you feel like was beneficial to you. And therefore it might help someone else along, that's really what should count. And so I would encourage people to do that. So Dr. Butler, I wanted to ask you a very important question because I feel like this is the the hump that a lot of prospective consultants need to get over in order to be able to get to the point where their ideas are actually a reality. And it's how do you create space? Where did you find time or space to build this? Or like what allowed you to start? Yeah. So I think that you have to accept that maybe, well, I mean, some people do just straight up quit their job and start an idea. And while that is great, and I respect that approach, that doesn't necessarily fit for the majority of people. You have to layer and you have to be willing to sacrifice. So, I mean, I've got three little kids. I don't just have three kids. My my oldest is four and my twins are two. And I started this a year ago. So like I was really in the thick of it with child rearing and, you know, hands needing everything. Um, so you've just got to fit it in where you can. You, I don't watch a lot of TV, if any. Um, there was a time where I was sacrificing, like working out because that's just, that was what had to happen in that moment. Um, and I think it's really important as you develop something and you're layering it on to give yourself a little grace because everything is a season, right? So mm-hmm while you may not be working out currently, you can get back to it. Um, Or if you're not cooking your meals currently, you can get back to it. You just have to be willing to make those sacrifices with the realization that it's temporary. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest piece for me was just being more intentional with my time and getting organized with that time. 
Yeah. Saying, okay, well, if I really expect to find progress in the things that I want to prioritize in my life, I need to make sure that I'm dedicating time to it and actually like putting it on my calendar. Like it's a bill that's coming out. (laughs) Well, and I think you have to be willing to let go of other things too. Like my house, I used, my house used to be like immaculate. Yeah. Not a thing out of place. I don't know that I would invite you into my house right now. Listen, so. you pick up the same pile of toys. We're sharing this <laughs> earlier. So. Over this week, we pick up the same pile of toys repetitively in the yeah. same day. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've received we my picture. <laughs> it's like, why did I buy the 20 piece puzzle and not the 10 piece puzzle? Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. You just, yeah, you have to be willing to let go of things. And like you said, prioritize if your priority, if your priority is not your, your idea or your business, it's probably not going to work. And it's not to say that your family doesn't come first, because of course we put God first and family right behind it. But I mean, the puzzle pieces can stay. I told Allie, just leave it on the floor until Monday when the weekend is over. (laughs) Just leave it there. And if you slip and die, you slip and die. (laughs) You'll be with our maker. It'll be fine. Too funny. But yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's doable. It's definitely, if you want it, you can do it. So what was that book, though? I want to hear what was that book that you wanted to recommend? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't claim this. Um, Kim Newlove, I know a lot of people probably know. Yeah, she's the best. Um, She's one of those monumental figures for me Mm -hmm. that has been in part of my network. Um, But this probably I don't know if this is backwards. I'm really bad. It looks building a story brand by Donald Miller. Um, if you are getting into the business side of things and you're like unfamiliar with how to develop a brand or the approach that you should take in like organizing your ideas, that book is solid in getting you there. So it kind of explains the things that you need to focus on and things you need to think about when you're developing an idea so that you're not just like helter skelter putting something together. Absolutely. Share with our viewers and listeners if they want to get in touch with you and they want to tap into some of the resources that you have and equip themselves to better manage their diabetic patients. How can they get in contact with you and maybe book a consult with you or, or explore what you have to offer? Yeah, so there we, we've got we're present everywhere. So we've got Facebook. Um, we've got a Facebook page and a group. We've got Instagram. Um, we're on LinkedIn, uh, both in the business and me directly. People can message me and then our website, www.diabetesbattlebuddy.com. Thank you so much for spending this afternoon with me to discuss all things Diabetes Battle Buddy. And I look forward to meeting with you again next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was enjoyable. Loved it. Pleasure is mine. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lickstick and More. Subscribe and follow us on YouTube and all the social media sites at Perfect Balance Healthcare or visit us anytime at pbh.life.